I just love the idea of you building a log cabin with a lava moat. And it's like... <laughs> It this wasn't is... even a boat. It was just and a hole then... in the middle and of then... the floor. And then Sackle was what like, how wrong? did this happen? Welcome to the Ground Eaters Podcast, where we talk about our favorite games, video game news, and just about anything else. My name is Matthew, and as always, I'm here with my best friends, Marissa and Sacco. Now, I'd like to remind everybody there are no stupid questions, so I'm going to start us off with a question right now. Marissa, what's today's topic? Yeah. Uh, we have a great topic today. What is it? Essentially, I want to know what each of your favorite indie games are. Uh, my favorite personal indie game would be um, The Legend of Zelda 2. I knew you that were going to make a very <laughs> a shitty joke so about a vid- an indie game that was not actually an indie game, and yet I was still upset when you did it. Like, I knew it, it knew was, was going to happen, and it's still like, ugh, it irked me. You know? Um, what if I told you that The Legend of Zelda 2 was not made by Nintendo? I would It was. It, it I was developed by you. Nintendo, but what if I told you it wasn't? <laughs> Yeah, I, that's the exact answer, is I would Google it, because oh, no. I would expect, for many reasons, that you're lying to me. Well. But there's like a 1% chance that you actually are telling me the truth, and it's just a random fact. No, the, the Legend of Zelda games were, there were some spin-off games that like went to like DVD or like VHS. It was really weird. We don't talk about those. Um, but let's dive right in. Indie games, uh, one of my favorite uh, genres of video games, I will not lie um mm-hmm. so let's let's start us off um sacco what would you say yep. your favorite indie game is well so uh again with like every other topic that we've done on this podcast um i always go into it going i don't know any indie games man i got nothing for this topic and then i look at one website i'm like i've played like all of these games so uh there was actually a long list and i had to like cut it down um to about four games um and i guess i'll go uh probably least known to most like like famous i guess just so i'm just gonna fast, yeah. i'm just gonna cut you off really quick um i think that you went into this with like a lot of similar ideas like a lot of people think indie and they're like oh it's like a really shitty like 2d uh, like 8-bit game that like nobody's heard of but like some indie games like get really popular and um just because it's indie doesn't mean it has to look like shit so, like, I have a list of, like, really cool games that look beautiful, and I think that um, we need to open our eyes to indie games, so I'm excited. So, so hit me with your list. I just wanted to break well, that down real just, quick. I'm just going to bring it back a little bit. So, I, I get your point. Uh, my yes. issue was I have zero memory. That's fair. So, it wasn't <laughs> that I thought these games were shit or looked like shit or anything. It was just, I I, I was like, oh, I You don't, don't realize they're playing. indie games until you actually... No, I just don't remember like, playing them the until I saw yeah, a picture fair. of them, and I was like, oh, yeah, I've played that game. That game was awesome. Oh, that game was cool too. <laughs> uh, anyways, there was it was a long list. It was like a hundred games, and I played like fifty of them, and they're all very good actually. Um, but yeah, so let's go like least known to like most known would be uh, Faster Than Light, or FTL. Um, was a, I guess you can say like battle simulation or like space simulation game, where basically you start uh on like the Rebel Alliance essentially. And you have to fight your way through to like the Imperial mothership, 
and as you go through you can like teleport between worlds and then the there's like a path you have to follow but at, at some points it will split and then each node um is like labeled as like hostile or like least like from like most hostile to least hostile and then you can pick the the most hostile ones are like gonna have the best chance of you dying but you also get better loot out of it and so it's like a weird thing and like you can go through with your ship and as you go through you upgrade your ship and then you get to the end and you have to like fight a whole fleet and then get to the mothership and then you have to destroy the mothership and then uh like the way you progress through the game is you do little challenges so like if you beat the game with like the starter ship you get the engineer ship and then if you beat the game with the engineer ship you get another ship or, or if you like stumble upon a special galaxy and talk to like a special person they'll give you another ship right so then and then each ship is laid out differently or it has like different starting things or like different crews you start with so like it it really gets like really complicated the more you play it or you can just mm-hmm. go in and like it's just it's all turn based so like um like and then people could like border ship it's like it's it's a really fun game it's really simple as far as the concept goes unless you really want to go and like unlock every single ship um definitely one I'd recommend definitely one I feel like a lot of people haven't really heard of um, I yeah, know you I definitely haven't on, heard of this. Yeah, you can play it on iOS. You can play it on PC. I'm sure you could probably play it on some of the consoles as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was ported over. Um, but that's one that's high on my list and probably one of the least known ones. Um, another one was... So really quickly yeah. here, before you move on to your next one, the entire time that you're describing it, I know it wasn't this game, but the entire time it sounded like you were describing No Man's Sky. Yeah, it's honestly it's No Man's Sky, but you're not the person in the ship. You're like an overlord and you get to like control people, right? An omniscient person. You just control you control fleets. Sounds... I feel like fleets would be a better No, control you control fleets. one <laughs> ship. You you control one ship. It's just like a bunch of people on the ship. And you can like hire new people right. on it. Yeah. Uh anyways, great game. Highly recommend it. Um and then I would say probably the Stanley Parable would be my next least known game I've talked about on the podcast before. Um, I an feel amazing like the game. The Stanley Parable is actually really well known. I I'm sure I've, it is, but I haven't heard of it until Sackle brought it up on the podcast. I I feel like it's a hidden okay. gem. Like once you know about it, you like oh, how can anyone not know about this game? But that until you get to that point, it doesn't exist obviously because you don't know about right, it right yeah that makes um sense. but yeah um for anybody who uh doesn't know or didn't hear me talk about it on the other podcast basically it's like um a first person like walking simulator essentially and uh there's a dude narrating what you're doing and you can either go along with what he's saying or you can do something different like you'll walk into a room and it's like oh stanley takes the door on the left but there's also a door on the right so if you go through the door on the right they would narrate as like oh he did well I, t- today he decided to go to the right but now he's going to go through this door and then you can either again go with what he says or do something else and it's got a whole bunch of different endings depending on how you like mess with the story along the way um really good game super short the uh the funniest part about the game and the, the narrating is great storytelling is great uh but like the achievements because it's a steam game the achievements uh tied to it are really cool like there's one i, I think it's it's like basically like don't play this game for a whole year. So if you play the game like on April 16th, 2021, <laughs> and then you don't turn the game on again until April 16th, 2022, you'll get an achievement. And it's like, I, go I love achievements like that, that are just like yeah. the stupidest, like, just the stupidest uh, the, way of doing it. 
the the most frustrating part about it is there is one achievement that says you will never be able to get this achievement it is not unlockable there is no way to unlock it in the game you can technically unlock it like with the console commands like you can just give yourself the achievement but there is literally no way to get it so it's really annoying for someone that's to amazing complete all the no but that's amazing i love that <laughs> Um, it's like they're just to irritate the sappos of the world exactly I, find, I actually really appreciate i Screw so i played this game and i haven't played much of this game uh because i'm a baby as i've said <laughs> before with a lot of video games that get even remotely scary and so one of the the things i one of the problems i had with it was as you disobey the narrator like he starts to get angry yeah and yeah. i was always very like concerned about what that was going to lead to yeah and so that was something i struggled with like quite a bit um i thought it was a great game in 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 its like uh concept and in its execution i just like i was being baby about it yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't remember anything scary happening in the game. Um, but again, I'm not going to ruin anything. I don't want to spoil the story because I think it is a great game. And like going into it the first time and like, uh, like I would recommend going through the story the first time as the narrator says it. And then like progressively like messing up the story as you like continue your different like playthroughs. Um, but like there is, mm -hmm. I, I guess there'd be like a creepy vibe in, in like a certain storyline that you could go through, but I wouldn't call it scary. It's more of just like a weird, my like, tense situation. My favorite part about this though, is that I've never heard of this game other than when you talk about it and you just described it as a walking simulator. So it's definitely like next on my list of games that I absolutely need to play. <laughs> <laughs> just really just love walking. Just the walking simulator. Just walking um, simulator. Okay, so I'll just we'll go on to the next one so that I can give everybody time to to go. But uh, I got Towerfall Ascension. I didn't know if this one would be more known or less known than the Stanley Parable, Towerfall, Ascension Towerfall Ascension. Did like not launch. make it on my list. I forgot about it. That game is so amazing. Such a good it game. Was so uh, fun. It was a launch title for the PS4, uh, and then they ended up then they ended up making uh, like different games that were ended up on different consoles. Um, but yeah, Towerfall Ascension was amazing. Uh, I know Matt played way more than I did, actually, but I, I, I loved, loved the multiplayer as aspect of it. Um, and like, cause it was just really fun to like, you just, you just shoot your friends with arrows and then the first one to like a certain amount of kills wins or the first one to win a certain amount of rounds win. And there was like different ways you could play and like the comebacks that were possible in this game are awesome. And like, if you were in last place, you got like boosts, so you got like a shield or wings or whatever. And. Like, it was just really fun and, like, fast-paced and, like, super interesting gameplay. And then, and Matt, you played the single-player a lot. I played so much I of that single-player game. Pain. It started and because... I didn't play a lot of it, so... Yeah. I started playing the single-player because, like, they you start off with, like, a certain... Like, the each character was based off of colors. And there was, like, I think there was, like, five colors or six colors. And then you can unlock more characters um, if you play the story. Um, so I was just like, yeah, like, I just want more like variety. Like I get bored really quickly. So I just like dove into the campaign. And like, once I started, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Like I put hours into that game, but I absolutely loved it. Yeah, no, it was, it's a fantastic game. I, I mean, I think it's still only available for PlayStation. I'm sure you can play it on PS5, uh, and PS4. So, I mean, if you have a PlayStation, I would definitely recommend picking that one up. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Minecraft. 
technically an indie release. Mojang released it by themselves. Um, I mean, everyone. I feel like everyone now knows about Minecraft. You can run it on anything. Everyone has played it at some point in their lives. Um, I've played a whole shit ton of it. I've I platinumed it on the PlayStation. I played a whole bunch of it on the Xbox. Uh, I know Marissa has some very interesting stories about Minecraft that maybe she'd yeah, like to share. I, yeah, I mean, you're calling me out because I know you you introduced me to Minecraft um, in the sense that I knew what it was, but you had had an old copy of the game that you gave me. Yeah, and um, a 360. Yeah. You, yeah, you had a 360 version, and I had a 360 at the time, and you were like, hey, take this, and I was like, ah, I don't really know. I'm gonna like it, and then I believe you you described it to me like Lego and I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. I don't know why that was like such an in, intriguing point for me. The funniest thing I think I ever did in Minecraft, because I have a lot of Minecraft stories. I played it quite a lot um, by myself and like with you guys, obviously. And the, the funniest thing I think happened to me was I really <laughs> like I I love building in the game and I I, I like mining. And I think one of my favorite, like, materials in the game is lava. Mm-hmm. So I had built this house, and it was it was atrocious. <laughs> like, I've, I've gone back to the save file. And <laughs> Psycho's already laughing at me. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, we'll have to share the picture associated with the story on social media, because it's really funny. So we'll do that when this podcast is released. So definitely check out our Instagram account for that. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so I built this house and every level was a different type of wood. And it was just, it was just kind of a gong show house that you would, you would kind of associate with somebody who who was just playing Minecraft for like kind of the first time. This is just like a random assortment of materials, definitely trying out things, seeing how things were working. And I was very proud of this house. I loved this house. I thought this house was the best thing ever. I was so proud of it. Every every once in a while, I'd add a new floor, and it was just really tall. Like the goal was to make it small and just very tall, like the skyscraper in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and so it was like a, at least five or six, I think, stories high at the time. And what else I had done is I had, um, because I really liked lava, so I took a lava and I I put it in like a thing of around like with cobblestone and stuff like that. And I put it, the lava, in the center of the room at the base of the house. And anyone who's played Minecraft might know immediately where this is going. So as I was building the next floor, I remember it was, like, I, I don't remember exactly how I got the indication that this was happening. But I basically realized that my house was on fire. <laughs> because the lava had sparked up to the wood. And it started yeah. on fire. Yeah. And I Snapchatted. I think I Snapchatted. I might have texted it to you. I picture of my poor little Minecraft dude <laughs> running away from the house <laughs> and me being like, oh no. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was. What? I worked on this house, took me way too long because I was new to it. And oh, this stupid house went up in flames. And I was so. I was so upset, you guys. Like, I, I was just, so oh, sad. Yeah. I just love the idea of you building a log cabin with a lava moat. And it's like, 
It wasn't even a moat. It was just a then, hole in the middle then, of the floor. And then Sacco was what like, how wrong? did this happen? And I and I, I explained it to him. I was like, well, this is what I did. And he was like, you put lava in your house? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, it sparks. And I was like, I didn't know it was that realistic. It's a world made out of blocks. And I didn't think there was going to be sparks flying out of the lava. I just thought the lava was going to exist nicely on the floor. No. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was really upset. I did uh, end up reloading an earlier save, so I did actually save my house, um, which I was I was quite upset until I realized I had a save That's file good. that you I could go back, back to. But um, I I got the house back, and I I never did that again for sure. So I actually got into Minecraft the same way, where like after Sackle recruited you, you guys tried to recruit me, and you're like, yeah, like come play Minecraft. And I was like, yeah, like I just don't think I'm gonna like it. And then it's like. It's like Legos. I was like, yeah, like, I just, you're not really selling it on me. And then, like, once you actually play it, it's like, oh, this is, like, you can mine. You can craft. This is amazing. This is a great game. And I think my favorite part about Minecraft is uh, playing it with other people is getting mad at them and then just hitting them. (laughs) Just chasing them. Which brings me... Brings me maybe to my next point about... I just have... I'm going to tell one more quick Minecraft story and then I'm going to be done. But uh, Sacco and I had a had a game that we played together online, and uh, the one day he would he did some he mined something I wanted to mine <laughs> something really stupid, and I got mad at him, and so I hit him in the game, and then a couple like at least thirty seconds went by, and then we were kind of laughing about it like oh this was this was stupid like let's move on we're building this house, and then all of a sudden I was getting attacked. And I didn't know why. And then it turned out, so he, we had forgotten, he had um, tamed a dog. And when you get attacked by something in the game and you have a tamed dog, the dog will defend you. Yeah. And so the dog had tagged me as the enemy because yeah. I had attacked him yeah. as a joke. <laughs> and so he had like a herd of dogs as well. And so all Just of his dogs, they killed me, by the way. They fully killed me yeah. like because they all showed up. And then so he had to tell. And I was like, I have to kill your dogs. Like, you know that, right? Because like they're going to they kept. I was like, well, they won't do it next time when I spawn in. And then they kept killing me every time. Like it was just like ruined like forever like our relationship in this game was just (laughs) shit now apparently to them and so he was like uh i was like you i have to kill your dogs like we have to kill your dogs and he got really sad naturally because i said we had to kill his dog yeah and so our compromise was he told them to sit and then he was never allowed to tell them to sit. (laughs) so just sat in the middle (laughs) yeah they just sat in my little room in the house and they were never allowed to leave because as soon as I unset any of them, they would immediately maul Marissa. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. I love Minecraft. Minecraft is such a great game. And I think it, it goes to show like what I was kind of trying to say at the beginning, where like people hear indie game and they're like, oh, like small game that like nobody's heard of. Like you get yeah. a couple hours out of it, but it's like Minecraft was made by one guy and like he he created it independently and it blew up and now you can get it on every single console and so many people have such great like nostalgic memories for minecraft and i started playing the game super late and i still have nostalgic memories for the game they build such amazing things in it too like i i'm on the like our minecraft subreddit i'm not active on it i'm very much a lurker but uh (laughs) they they the things that they'll make in minecraft is just phenomenal like it's it's so cool to look at 
it's it's great um and I actually I'm gonna I want to take it a little bit of a different direction here uh just really quickly so you're saying you know like oh like I love indie games because they're not they're not always what people think they are and I agree with that like Minecraft is one of my favorite games as you can tell by how many stories I have about it uh but one of the things the reason I actually really wanted to talk about indie games was I wanted a reason to talk about a game that is pretty much the opposite of everything you're saying here, Matt. And it's a it's a very small game. It's a very weird game. Uh, I, I don't think it's that well known. I might be wrong. It probably has a little bit of a cult following or something like that. But it's uh, the game is called Three Fortress Home. And uh, I don't know if either of you have played that. So I've never even heard of it. Three Fortress Home. Yeah, so that's kind of the the understanding I have of most people's relationship to this game. And so Three Fourths Home is is for all intents and purposes, it's it's basically just a novel that is a game. You make a certain number of choices. I think at one point in the game you can actually move your character around. But other than that, you're just you're like mainly just reading text. And it's this very beautiful story about this family. And uh, the protagonist, whose name is Kelly, and most of the game takes place while Kelly is driving through rural Nebraska, and her mom calls her on the phone, and then basically based on your choices, that's how the conversation goes. And I won't spoil it because it's it's a very short game. So if you can get your hands on it, I actually really highly recommend it. It is short, so don't expect this has like large replayability or anything. But if you like artistic games, it's a great game like that. The reason I liked it is because it, it reminded me very much of, like, I, you know, grew up in Alberta. I grew up in rural Alberta. And it reminded me of every single drive home I've ever had. Where you're just, like, it's just this, the monotony of the drive. Like, the, like, talking to someone on the phone and just, like, trying to get home. Like, that feeling yeah. they just nailed. And it's such a beautiful story, and I can't recommend it enough. It is, I think it maybe took me, and I'd have to look at my stats, but I think it maybe took me three hours. Like, it's not long, but it is an absolutely gorgeous game. So I'm, I'm just looking but that it up is here. More of the, like, that is more of the, like, traditional indie game. Yeah, like, that's what you feeling, expect right? like, you know, when you, you hear indie game, yeah. About. Um, so, so it's pretty much available everywhere. Um, I'm looking it up right now. So it's available on Steam, which is to be expected with indie games, but there's also something that, um, it's available on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One and the Nintendo Switch. Um, so it's pretty much available everywhere. So definitely, I'm going to definitely add this one to my list, um, and see if I can get my hands on it. Um, while... And, and it's, it's one of the few I've actually like fully completed, mostly because it didn't have a lot of achievements. I think the hardest one to get was you had to listen to the whole soundtrack that's like available in the features. Mm. And I remember being like, oh, that's interesting. And so I literally just turned on the whole soundtrack and then I left. And then I went for <laughs> you a walk and I came it. back and I got the <laughs> I didn't because it was, it was, you know, whatever. But uh, it, yeah, it's super short game, but I highly, I, I really can't speak I'll... well enough about the game. Um, just to keep that uh, indie game train rolling, why don't you give us some of your other indie games that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, sure. So I have to mention, once again, Cuphead. I think it's just an amazing mm -hmm. game. I love the story around how they made it. So 
I think that that's a really cool thing for people to look into if they don't know a lot about it. It was actually, and we mentioned this in a previous podcast, it's such a beautiful game because they put a whole bunch of work into making it a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. So they actually did watercolors for the background and they made like all the characters by hand and then they basically just scanned it in and then went from there. And it is such a beautifully well-executed aesthetic. Um, It is challenging. So like if you don't like challenging games, maybe just like look up a couple pictures and appreciate it. But uh, the, the difficulty level is quite high. So um, it's it's definitely a, it an a, amazing uh, game to watch like, like if you if you're not yeah. uh even into gaming or um if you don't yeah, have, have to, like the the time to, to like, do it yeah we might have to like stream it one day or something just because i think it's such a like gorgeous i game, will absolutely watch so you stream much it. fun i would <laughs> yeah, love nothing sure. more than to watch you stream it uh, <laughs> There's a couple other uh, indie games, and uh, I'm pretty much going to have kind of the same comments about most of them, which is that they're very beautiful games. So Journey is another one. Mm-hmm. Journey is a is a really interesting game. It's, it's mostly, I mostly played it because you're just kind of wandering like the desert for a lot of it, and you're just running through the desert. And um, there's this whole thing you have to kind of collect things for your scarf and, and um you know, there are actual enemies once you get a little bit further into the game, but you don't have to fight them. You mostly just kind of sneaking by them. And it, but the you, it was just such like a beautiful game. And it was almost like therapeutic to play in the sense that it was always really intriguing. I always felt like no matter where I was looking, like I could have screenshot it any moment of the game and it would have been like a gorgeous shot. And like there was just something really airy and beautiful about it. It kind of reminds me the way you speak of the game Flower, mm-hmm. which is another game I might be spoiling from your own personal <laughs> list there, Matt. Uh, but because um, I'm sure it's on there. But like that that sense of like oh like I don't really like I don't want to play like a first person shooter mm-hmm. tonight. I don't really want you know the challenge of Cuphead. I don't really want a lot of like reading. So maybe even like a game like Three Fourths Home isn't going to appeal to me. But I just want to like appreciate something really beautiful and like kind of just have this like nice journey like journey well that's where it comes from. But, uh, <laughs> i thought it was a great game yeah yeah so uh, actually so, journey is made uh, by the same developer that made flower so that, that probably makes sense that it had the same kind of feel to it oh yeah there you go <laughs> yeah they had a, their third game was called flow i believe and like all three games have that same like the the objective of the game is to not rush it's like literally just like sit down relax like enjoy the beauty of the game and of the world and it's just it warms my heart yeah the end of journey was really like lovely it didn't fully feel complete and i think that that was kind of the point and i don't want to spoil it just because it it's a relatively short game as well so it's 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 fairly easy to just pick up and 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 all that. I would try to almost play it in one go through though, because it is kind of its whole vibe on its own. Um, so the other one I had on my list, I actually have two more. Um, so Ori and the Will of the Wisp was definitely up there. Uh, so that, for those of you who might not know, is a uh, platform game. It's really gorgeous. I haven't actually finished it, so I I can't really speak too much about the the story and how it's evolving. I'm I'm just a little ways into it. 
it's a totally gorgeous game and I, I just like I, I just love kind of just going through it and playing it like that like I definitely put it on the hardest difficulty because you guys know me but uh <laughs> you know it's 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 just such a gorgeous game to play it kind of has that similar feeling it very much feels like an indie game even though it doesn't like it's not crappy graphics or anything like that mm-hmm. it's like maybe people associate with that it's like really well done but it definitely feels it has that indie game feel in in the sense that you're kind of um maybe delving into deeper topics as well which mm-hmm. i find a lot of indie games that do or at least the ones i tend to play i, I find that indie games um, just care more like they just make you care more about yeah. the game and like they they it seems that the game cares more about us kind of yeah. thing yeah exactly they care about the journey through it mm-hmm. and i think that that's something that i really appreciate about a lot of indie games and are common on the ones on my list for sure the last one totally breaks all the things i just said <laughs> uh, obviously because why would i keep something consistent so the one i just have to throw out i think is so much fun it's one of the the best games i've ever played and you know i had fun with um on it with another person playing is uh keep talking and nobody explodes yeah so i think keep talking and nobody explodes is just such an excellently executed game if you like uh it's basically like a (laughs) you're diffusing a bomb simulator kind of kind of game so one person has a manual and one person uh is the one actually seeing the bomb and trying to describe it to the other person uh, so one person's just trying to guide them through how to defuse the bomb. The other one is, you know, actually seeing the bomb and describing it. And what I love about this game is you don't actually have to be in the same room. In fact, it's probably better if you aren't. So it's really easy to play with people who don't live in the same mm-hmm. city as you. Um, or, you know, during COVID when you can't have people over kind of thing. So I really, I, I think it's a great game. Uh, and that that those were kind of my top indie games. Uh, other than Minecraft, obviously. Mine, yeah, Minecraft is uh. Minecraft, I feel like is like everybody's like one game that they everybody has a, a Minecraft story, um. Even if it's not as like deep or as meaningful as like these other um indie games that we're talking about, like everybody has that Minecraft story, um. And like my list, like yeah, like I have flower, like I was, I could talk about flower just because of how beautiful it is, um. Just going off of the Minecraft train like overcooked another game that like i played because of uh you guys and like it's just so fun um a great multiplayer game we talked about it before so i won't get too far into that um keep talking about just to keep talking about multiplayer games like um there was a playstation plus game that was free um way back like it was released in 2014 it was called sports friends um it was absolutely like great party game um they had one game mode called johann sebastian joust and like it played classical music from like um johann sebastian back and you were holding the controller and if you shook your controller it you lost so like everybody was holding the controller in one hand and you have to try and make the other people um shake their controller without shaking your own by like either like whacking them or like trying to like get all up in their area it was just a great time um but they're the three games that i really want to talk about yes marissa so i was gonna say uh this is another story in which that was the first time i met you Mm -hmm. and you made me play that game and i hadn't remembered that game until you mentioned it and now i'm having like vivid flashbacks of playing that 
Nobody explained to me what I was doing. Oh yeah, no. by the way. <laughs> Why would we? Uh, so just hand you a controller, uh, what figure I've, it out. What I've what I've learned uh, through uh, playing with uh, Matt and Sacco is don't play a game for the first time with them. No. Unless somebody else is there because they <laughs> suck at explaining the f- anything. The first five and times. So are nobody be nobody was like they were they they handed me this controller and was like they were like, don't move. And I was like, okay. They all knew I didn't have a PlayStation, so I didn't know anything about the PlayStation controller. And I like immediately got eliminated. I was like, what the hell is happening? Like people are jumping at me. Like, I don't understand. Uh and then Naturally, they they put away the game before I could I could try again and do better. <laughs> but the next time, and the time after that, um, yeah, th- those are my like those are like my fun like party games that are just like great. Um, a game that I really want to talk about is called Fez. Um, I think it got popular like it it started off like it had a rough journey where it, like it was in development for like ever. Um, and I think it got popular, but they do something really cool. Have you either of you guys played Fez? I have, yeah. Okay. Marissa, have you I played? have not. Okay. So Fez is like a, a side scroller. So it's like a 2D game and like you can only move left or right, but you can move the entire map. Um, you can rotate it clockwise or counterclockwise. So you're playing a 2D character in a 3D world. And the mechanics of the game are like phenomenal and the game itself is like it's it's quite challenging to get far in the game like to actually complete it the puzzles get really difficult but the mechanics of just like side scrolling and then rotating the map like they push boundaries and it's absolutely amazing um so definitely look up fez super meat boy is another one that's like super challenging um but really rewar- rewarding with like when when you actually um complete it and i think i talked about this before with super meat boy but it does something that a lot of indie games do where um, they teach you how to play the game without actually teaching you how to play the game. And they'll so like they'll put like a space and it's like you you have to double jump to get there and you don't know that you can double jump. So like eventually you're going to double tap it or like you have to slide along the wall and then jump. Um, so it'll teach you like these little mechanics that like they'll put it in an easy level and then the next level is like 10 times harder, but you need to use that same mechanic. Um, and you it just teaches you how to play the game. I absolutely love it. Um, but um, a couple of my favorite indie games are called Limbo and Inside. They're made by the same developer. And there are these eerie, creepy um, side scrollers as well. And they're like kind of puzzle games. But um, the entire games are like kind of black and white. Um, Limbo is about um, you play as a little boy in both games. Uh, Limbo is about um, a little boy who wakes up at in a forest. And it's like supposed to be like you're in limbo so like you don't know what happened um you're kind of like waking up and like shaking off you're trying to find your sister uh and then you're just going through like these different areas of like this eerie creepy limbo space um and the ending is like absolutely phenomenal um basically what happens is like the puzzles each like you start off in a forest then you end up at like a hotel and like you end up in like a factory and like it kind of shuffles through all these places and then the last level is the beginning of the first level so like the whole map is kind of like a circle um and then you either find your sister or you don't so play the game and figure out if you actually find your sister um and then inside is like a very similar game but it went like way creepier and way darker um so you're in like a factory and there's like zombies and like weird slugs and creatures but just like the whole vibe of like the black and white and the side scrolling is just beautiful fantastic games 
Um, but yeah, so my favorite, um, that being said, my absolute, absolute, absolute favorite indie game, um, and you, you may disagree, uh, is the Untitled Goose game. Because it just has the perfect amount of mat energy. There's a dedicated honk button, and you just, you, <laughs> <laughs> peace was never an option. Peace was never an option. And it's my absolute, absolute I... favorite game. I can appreciate Untitled Goose Game for the fact that I know why people love it. It's just one of those games that I can't play. Like, it is it is not a Marissa game for some reason. I don't know exactly what it is about it. It drives... It's fun. I've watched people play it more than I've wanted to play it. Um... Which is maybe similar to, like, your experience with Cuphead. Like, I think it's a fine game. I think mm-hmm. it has this really uh, well-set-out aesthetic. It, 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 it's just so much fun. And then, like, the idea of me actually sitting down and dedicating time to playing this is like, oh, please, no. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to wreak <laughs> havoc on a reaction. small village. I just don't feel like I do. I just, I don't. Like, when I have that chaotic energy, I go and I, I play a first-person shooter. Which yeah, is Untitled Goose Game is just asshole the simulator. It's just you being no, a dick it, everyone it, around it, you. And they can't do anything because you're a goose. But, but <laughs> that's the do? whole thing, though. Like, it's not, it's not asshole the simulator, though, because, like, I'm not, like, yeah, I'm ruining this guy's picnic, but, like, I'm a goose. Like, I gave that guy a goose story. He's gonna go to his friends and be like, yo, this goose attacked me. He's gonna get internet famous for his goose story. Like, really, this is a win-win situation. I gave him a goose story. So I ate all I of his food and threw story. his towel in the lake. Like, a goose walked up to a picnic with a knife in its mouth and was like, honk, honk, motherfucker, I'm a goose. Like, come on. <laughs> Pretty great. The shit great writes itself. Energy. Um, I actually realized I've forgotten two that I really wanted to mention. Oh, break it down. <laughs> One for of them Marissa. is actually Firewatch. Firewatch, yes, yeah. Okay, so Firewatch is an adventure game, and it has a really well done story. So essentially, you are playing as Henry, and he uh, he's he's a guy who takes a job in a fire lookout uh, in the middle of Wyoming. And so that that is where you start and you get a little bit of background about like his his uh, family situation, like his wife is going through um, early onset dementia. Like there's 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 lots going on here with this guy. And so it's you you never actually see another person. uh, In this game, it's just him. Walking through the forest and checking on things and the journey of that. And kind of figuring out um, kind of a, a a little bit of a mystery that's going on. So I really loved it because it was, it, again, it was kind of everything I expected out of an indie game in the sense that it was beautiful. It's this beautifully well done uh, world. It has a great story and it's dealing with these topics that I find a lot of, um, you know, larger games may not delve into. They may not kind of go there. So I really, I I do really like uh, Firewatch. Also, uh, I like any game that gives me a choice, even if the choice is what to say to somebody on a walkie-talkie. So that <laughs> that worked really well for me. The other game I just think is worth a mention. I've talked about it before. Is Unravel specifically Unravel mm-hmm. Two? Yeah, I think it is yeah. a beautiful game. Same thing. It's got just such a gorgeous story, and they're dealing with topics that I don't think uh, a lot of games usually go through. 
It is technically like a platformer. Um, I would highly recommend if you're playing the second one to find someone who can play uh, a little bit of couch co-op with you uh, because that experience is, is really fun. Uh, but I do highly recommend that game as well. All right, so it sounds like we're kind of wrapping up our list of games. So I want to move into what our top recommendation for each of us would be for this episode. So a game that we mentioned today uh, that you think if anyone is going to pick up one game that we've mentioned, and we've mentioned quite a few, so it's a good list, one game that they're going to buy and pick up and play, which game do you want that to be? Sackle, you want to start us off? Sure. Uh, I um, I don't know. It's it's hard. I would probably say Fashion and Light for two reasons. One, it's it's an easy game to play. It's an easy game to like kind of get into, and like you, there's a whole bunch of lore you can read into, um, like during the game. And it's I'm pretty sure it's like five bucks or like four dollars or something. I love uh, it. You can get it really cheap, and I I'm pretty sure it's like even cheaper on that on the iOS, like on your iPhone and stuff. So I I, I would recommend that just because again it's it's an easy like access game um mm-hmm. but any of the games I, I mentioned today i think are, are great games and definitely worth the try for sure specifically the ones that you mentioned but only yeah. only mine Nobody the rest of yours 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 are all okay games i guess but like mine <laughs> mine were obviously like top notch indie games so matt what measly game are you gonna recommend uh i'm just gonna recommend everything that i mentioned earlier just so everything <laughs> that i talked about is is a game that i would recommend playing um I have a hard time recommending games just because it's like if it was a multiplayer game like Minecraft has such great um, like Minecraft is an amazing game like especially if you have a group of friends just to like mess around and mine some things and craft some things like you can really get it. The Untitled Deuce game is a game that I would absolutely tell everybody to play but I know that it's not for everybody so I don't want to recommend that. Um, My true answer would probably be Limbo but again it does have scary elements to it so I don't want to necessarily... I have a very hard time recommending, but I'm just going to go, um, I'm just going to really go to Lynn here and, and, and say, uh, keep talking and nobody explodes. That wasn't even your game. All right. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, really went left turn on there. It, it's just, it's a great game. It is a great game. Okay. It's a fabulous game. So I think I'm going to go with one and I'm going to put an asterisk on this and I'm going to say not everyone's going to enjoy this and that's okay. But three, four home. So if you do like artsy games if you do like narrative games uh i would say like you'd you'd have to really like those types of games you'd have to kind of kind of be open to that because that is the purpose of this game if you do like them i cannot recommend this game enough i think it is just they handle just so many topics so well and so much is covered in like the subtext of what's happening in that game that i really do think it's just this beautiful piece of art that I managed to stumble upon and I, I feel really grateful I stumbled upon it. I, I had such a good experience playing the game. Uh it is it is a little sad, so maybe go in expecting to cry if you're that type of person, which I, I sometimes am, so I might have cried. But I, I would say if if I had to recommend one, it's three fourths home. All right. Um I'd I'd like to recommend something else as well. So this isn't a game, but there is actually a movie called uh, Indie Game the Movie. It's a documentary that came out in 2012, and it's no longer available in any streaming services. But if you um, know any uh, sites, I'm not recommending pirating, but if you want to buy it, it's on Amazon and uh, Cineplex and YouTube. You can pay for it. 
um, it's a documentary about how indie games are created. Uh, it follows independent game developers Edmund McMillan, uh, Tommy Rufenis. I'm butchering these. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, those two creators created Super Meat Boy. Um, it follows uh, Phil Fish, who developed Fez, and Jonathan Blow, who created Braid. Um, so it follows the the creation of these three indie games and they they really talk more about just that but they go into like the the complexity that is the video game industry and how hard it actually is to create games so if you have um a little bit of free time definitely check out this documentary it's called indie game the movie um it really made me look at video games differently so while i recommend playing all these games definitely check out this movie as well All right. And with that, uh, we're going to close it out. So thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us on social media. So Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Crowned Heathens. We are also streaming on Twitch every once in a while. It's a irregular schedule. So make sure you give us a subscribe so you get alerts when we actually go live. Otherwise, uh, can't thank you enough for listening and we will see you in the next Welcome to the Crown Heathens Podcast, where we talk about our favorite games, video game news, and I forgot to breathe.